Stream the show on demand at KetchikanRadio.com. Good morning, friends, and happy Tuesday. I'm Catherine Tatsuda, and welcome to First City Forum. I am very sad to say that, that this is going to be my last First City Forum with you. I might fill in occasionally, but um, you will start hearing my voice on the air in the mornings right here on KTKN. I'm going to be taking over the morning show starting next week, so you can start your day with my bubbliness and cheerfulness, and you can turn it off, and you can Say that Catherine Tatsuda has way too much happiness for me at six o'clock in the morning. Promise I won't be offended. I'll never know. It's fine. <laughs> Anyways, I am very happy to be with all of you today, and I'm excited to be with a couple of gentlemen right here in the studio uh, to talk about an organization that I really don't know a whole lot about. So, everybody, please help me welcome to the radio airwaves. I have uh, Lauren Jones and Wayne Stevens with me. And they are with the United Way of Southeast Alaska. Hello, gentlemen. Excellent, Hello. excellent introduction. Well, Thank you very much, Catherine. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Welcome. How are you both doing today? Well, we're glad to be taking a little break to be on the radio. We've been uh, over at Sale this morning uh, working with their crew on our uh, annual Day of Caring project, mm. helping Sale out, get their loan closet uh, organized, and removing things that needed to take the final yeah. drive to the dump. So. Sure, sure. So this was a pleasant respite to come down and oh, sit yeah. here and relax. Right. I'm sure. Yeah, make yourselves comfortable. Do you want some water, some coffee, tea, anything? Hello? Hello? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so you guys, are you, um, just tell me, tell me uh, about the United Way, where you guys are based out of, kind of explained a bit about why you're here in Ketchikan. Sure. Yeah. So I'm the president and CEO of United Way of Southeast. I've been there now 11 years with United Way, and United Way of Southeast area of responsibility runs from Yat-Katat to Metlakatla. Don't try to run that all into one word. Yat-Katat to Metlakatla. yat to And we work with 34 partner agencies like SAIL across Southeast, and they're the direct service providers, and we're the convener, connector, collaborator, and ultimately fundraiser during our annual workplace campaign. The workplace campaign is uh, designed as an opportunity for employers to encourage their employees to be philanthropic. Yeah. And um, I will wager that every business in town has had that, hi, I'm from so-and-so, and and would you like to contribute? Right. And so this is a way to sort of ameliorate some of that constant um, and sometimes... It's aggravation can, it can, it's it's very overwhelming at times so. um there's a, there's definitely you know uh, my family owned the grocery store that was right here Tatsuda's IGA you know I'm the was the four, I am the fourth generation to have uh, run and operated that business and um and 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 it can be a lot yeah so the idea is that um an employer would invite United Way in to share information with the employees and then the employees would say I'm going to make a $5 a week or contribution by payroll deduction and they'd fill out the form and payroll would take that every pay period that contribution out okay. and submit it back to United Way and then we would stream it to wherever the individual had directed oh. and so it, it reduces some of that um, 
ongoing interface with nonprofit organizations, and it allows employees to engage in that process. So it's not just the business given a gift certificate or a flight operation or whatever the operation is. And so, it, you know, it, it, you talk to employees about philanthropy, and if they're a frontline employee, they think uh, Bill Gates or Jeff mm-hmm, Bezos right. or Paul Allen, and really anybody who uh, makes a donation is a philanthropist. Yes. And um, it, people go, well, my $5 a week doesn't amount to it. Well, at the end of the year, that, at 26 pay periods, that's $260. And if you have 100 employees and 50 of them, it doesn't take long before... It, it adds up. It adds up quickly. Yes. And it's it's um, a very steady, slow, easy way for people to engage to participate in philanthropy, to participate in the act and art of giving. Mm -hmm. And so that's part of what we do. And, you know, we're here uh, doing our annual Day of Caring. Um, This year we're a little skinny in terms of projects and volunteers, uh, but typically uh, we solicit uh, projects. And in years past we have painted uh, Salvation Army, and we've been over at Sale this morning doing their loan closet that we did three years ago. We've uh, worked with uh, Wish doing some yard work over mm-hmm. there. Uh, GCI and Wells Fargo, Northrim, and and uh, First National have all in the past had volunteers come out and help. But yeah. uh, in the business community, the the employment situation has tra- changed dramatically. Oh. And uh, the large crew, for instance, that Wells Fargo had at their disposal three years ago just simply doesn't exist. So yeah. uh, I typically come down every year with at least one board member volunteer and we host a, a breakfast for the volunteers and then we ha- introduce them to their host site project and then they go off and then we kind of bring refreshments around and talk with them and make sure everything's going okay make sure they have the tools they need right but this year lauren and i are doing it you're doing it yeah <laughs> <laughs> we are yeah and, and lauren just got back from uh, california he's a, a volunteer with the red cross as well okay and so he could tell you a little bit about uh, red cross and their work red cross is a, a large uh, united way partner agency uh, as let's see i gave you the list because i can't remember yeah. much including where i left my phone this morning <laughs> That's um, okay. <laughs> but here in ketchikan uh, alaska legal services uh, aeyc boys and girls club catholic community service girl scouts uh, salvation army Sa- sales southeast alaska independent living uh, search and women in safe homes are all united way partner agencies so mm-hmm. employees can donate through united way and designate to okay uh, those organizations yeah and, yeah you know, again a little bit here a little bit there and suddenly it adds up to something meaningful it, for well, the organization it really does it, it really does i do so i work for now i work for tongas federal credit union as my full-time this gig this radio thing is a moonlight job <laughs> that i do <laughs> and um, part of my job there is just to teach financial financial education mm-hmm. and I do a lot of that with kids and you know we use the representation of how of how, like saving money mm-hmm. and just little bits that you put into a jar over time it just adds up and mm-hmm. that's you know very similar it's the same thing as with your little itty bitty donation combined with other people's itty bitty donations whatever it is that you can afford it really adds up and it really does make a difference it's, it can be very meaningful at the end of the year mm-hmm. to, to many organizations so mm-hmm. 
much appreciated. Yeah. Well, and I love that it gives the employees, uh, you know, the opportunity to pick and choose who they want to support. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe somebody has uh, has a family member that is living with a disability, and um, and they they really want to be able to support that. And then one of their coworkers has some other passion, um, and then they have that opportunity to do it. And it just gives them that additional sense of mm-hmm. contributing to the community. I love that. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And I think part of United Way, the way United Way operates, and if you do it through payroll deduction, uh, you don't have to make that decision every month. You don't have to make that decision every time you get a solicitation in the mail. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, My wife and I both uh, contribute to um, various organizations, you know, and and, uh, United Way is one that I do. You know, where it's every month goes out of my credit card or comes out of a checking account for my my wife and I. Still, come December, she has a stack of envelopes on her on her desk that says, "You know, we'd like you to donate." And so we look, and well, we donated already. We donated already, but sort of end of year giving. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's. It's a time that she both looks forward to and dreads. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> because, because there's so many piles that she has to yeah, say no to. Yeah, right. Uh, but, you know, if you can give once, um, you know, and say take it out of my credit card or take it out of my paycheck, mm-hmm. you don't have to make that decision except one time a year. Yes. Uh, and it's just a lot easier, and then you know that you're contributing to something very worthwhile. Uh, get to pick and choose who, mm-hmm. you, who you give to. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, through the United Way and other forms of giving that way, um, uh, public radio and TV, mm-hmm. that, those kinds of things mm-hmm. you do, um, just make yeah. one decision in a year and, and keep on good. going. Yeah, I, well, this is really, this is really funny. So yesterday I was volunteering for the fall membership drive for our public radio station on air. Um, and then over the weekend, I was assisting with a big fundraiser for our local community theater as well. And it's that same thing though. It's, you know, you can make a donation, you can make a choice, you know, you can have a sustaining donation or say, you know what, I'm going to donate this and it's going to come out like five or $10 a month out of my, you know, on my credit card or something and you don't have to think about it and you just know that you know you're doing some good and you're really you're helping to make a difference for people and you know so you know that's that's one way to give you know financial the other way is to give of your of your time absolutely here to do things and in this day and age volunteering is really difficult mm. um with covid people sort of hunkered down and they're yeah. not re- willing to go back out yet again um, and there's a little bit of a generational change. I won't blame it all on generations because <laughs> I'm getting too old to do that. Right. <laughs> um, I'm the uh, I'm the old crotchety guy down the street kind of uh, age, and uh, you know. But you know, to give of your time's hard yeah, these days with everything is. else that's going on. It is. Um, and so, uh, I guess I'm fortunate enough. I can both do. Some giving of money, and I can volunteer a lot of my time. So. Yeah, well, you're volunteering your time being here in Ketchikan. <laughs> yep. I, so how are you involved with the United Way? Uh, I am on the board of directors. Okay. Um, it was uh, last year they approached me to chair their uh, fall campaign, their mm-hmm. uh, campaign every fall. Um, and sort of, I guess, my reward for doing an okay job uh, was, <laughs> hey, you can come ah. and be on our board of directors and volunteer all year long instead of just in two months. Um, yeah. And so I accepted that. Um, 
But I am a volunteer uh, with uh, Red Cross. I am uh, also on the board of directors for Family Promise in Juneau, which okay. uh, is an agency that works on housing families. Oh, um, wonderful. And works with uh, those those groups. Um, and um, spent nine years on the assembly, and so I really couldn't volunteer much during that time. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, just seems like I've got to be doing something. I just can't sit. My wife doesn't like me just sitting around the house because I get kind of grou- grouchy. So she says I have to get out and do things. Get out so, and do things. Go. Your kids go out and play. That's, yeah. that's right. <laughs> so, um, and, you know, uh, Wayne and, and others talked about the day of caring, and I, I know what they had done in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, so I told Wayne I'd be more than happy to go to Catch Can and didn't realize that I would be doing the work. Yeah. But um, uh, kind of nice, the idea of driving around handing out treats to people actually working right <laughs> but, uh, but uh, false uh, advertising yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, it works out and uh, like you said I just spent two weeks down in California with the Red Cross mm-hmm. uh, with the evacuees from the fires down there mm-hmm. in the Sacramento area mm-hmm. um, and uh, so I got back Tuesday and down here for Monday and Tuesday this week and uh, yeah. I missed uh, Red Cross responded to an avalanche uh, mudslide in Juno last night. I just saw. I saw a photo and, uh, of that this so morning. I know they, they were uh, working really hard last night within the evacuation center. So right. um, they and, and other members of, of uh, United Way partner agencies are, you know, uh, trying to work that. So Right. Uh, um, and thankfully, as far as I know, there weren't any casualties. As far as I know, there Pro- weren't any, but there was a couple of, uh, one home that was pretty much destroyed, yeah. one home that was damaged, the one car that was uh, damaged. Uh, uh, they'll find out more when they go to clear yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's devastating uh, for the people yeah, who were impacted, yeah. no, you know, so, and the community, too. Uh-huh. That's There very was a pretty difficult. coordinated response between the city, uh, Red Cross, uh, CCFR, the fire department, police department, mm-hmm. um, in Juneau last night. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think they had actually had people at the fire station overnight mm. but um so you know, there are always worthy causes out there to both donate to and united way can help mm-hmm. uh, you with uh, being a central place to donate a certain amount of money every month and you can put it to two or three four or five different agencies yeah. uh, leave some with united way um and um it's just a good way to contribute. Yes, yeah, absolutely. So so the United Way of Southeast, you have reach from Yakutat. I've been to Yakutat. I went there I went there, I think I was there in April, uh, and worked with the kids, with the high schoolers. Um, they were had a really fun career day. And so mm-hmm. they and and actually they had all their kids from like fourth grade all the way up through twelfth grade um, come come into the gym and there were people representing all kinds of different organizations the credit union's um, financial literacy that's program that's right yeah and of so of which we participated in in Juno for oh, many have years you? awesome oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, and so we and so we participated in the we participated in the career fair in Yakutat and then we did a financial reality fair with that's their reality, yeah, yeah super fun yeah but what kind of you know what kind of organizations or programming do you help to support in you know in all of the different communities that you have reach in well, it's, um, each community is a little different yeah. where agencies operate, but you know, I, I read you the list from Ketchikan, but um, in, in um, Craig, um, you know, AEYC has representation, Girl Scouts, 
Catholic Community Service Sale uh, Search, and you know, it just goes down the list. And right. you know, um, every community has some agencies that we work with, but not all, because right. all agencies, you know, so Wish is sort of the women's uh, shelter here, but mm-hmm. Aware is the one in um, Juneau. Uh, safe home in in sitka and and while they're all united way partner agencies they have a very limited uh, area of responsibility so it's it's different in each community but Mm -hmm. the the goal is that we work with direct service providers and we don't compete with them we support them you support them we support them so one of the things that united ways all of our united ways across alaska tanana valley matsu anchorage uh, southeast uh, work with Alaska 211, which is a, a resource line. So if someone says, gee, I'm new to town, but I didn't get my paycheck and I need some groceries, how oh. do I do that? You pick up the phone, call Alaska 211, or go online to alaska211.org, or just dial 211. Okay. And there are operators there uh, that can go through the list and say, well, gee, if you're in Juneau, you can check out the Southeast Food Bank, and here's a list of food pantries, and in Ketchikan, here's the people who do that. Oh, very nice. And, and so it's, it's a great resource, mm-hmm. um, but what we encourage is that the nonprofits make sure that their listings are up to date, are accurate. Yeah. Uh, as you well know, the turnover in organizations sometimes is I do. faster than you can keep up with. And, you know, things like updating your uh, lists at different organizations or like 211 sort of fall to the bottom of the pecking order. <laughs> yes, I know. I, and, and I know so, all about that. <laughs> so, you know, if, if an organization uh, wants to go onto the, the website, alaska211.org, they can look up their organization, make sure their information is correct, their hours hours or days of operation, emails, phone numbers and things to, you know, just to help the people who are running uh, out of the Anchorage Operations, Emergency Operations Center, who are running the the program. Mm -hmm. But uh, over the past three or four years, the the volume of calls, of course, shot way, way up because people who had never had to think about, well, gee, suddenly I'm out of work and I can't pay rent and now I can't buy groceries and my medicine. And and so trying to connect people to all of those services uh, at a one-stop phone call is really pretty special. Yeah. Well, that's incredible. I did not know that that existed. I've I've never heard of that before. And I think that that that's really great to share. So it's Mm -hmm. alaska211.org or you can just dial 211 from Mm -hmm. your phone. And so if you are in a place, you uh, you can be in Juno. You can be in Metlakatla. You can be in Ketchikan. You can be and and call that and uh, and there'll be someone who uh, who will who will be there to help you connect to, to help the you connect resources. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that's wonderful. That's incredible. I, I appreciate that. I have um, so I have a lot of friends in the community, and you know I know I, was, I have a friend at the Ketchikan Wellness Coalition, and they were working on creating a database for you know for services and things like that right here in Ketchikan, and that's really powerful. But but we all travel so much; we're very interconnected throughout mm-hmm. Southeast Alaska. So it's nice that there's some place to to go to that that has a, an even more expansive list. So mm-hmm. yeah, yep. very nice, very very nice. So so I have a flyer right here in front of me. What, what What's this all about? So the four United Ways are independent nonprofit organizations, but we work far closely, far more closely together than any of us perhaps would like to A, admit or B, acknowledge. Um, 
And so we've been working uh, very carefully to try to craft an opportunity. Um, United Way of Anchorage, uh, because many of businesses like First National, Northrum, mm-hmm. GCI, ACS are based in Anchorage, they run their workplace campaign. Mm-hmm. But all of those companies have employees in our respective regions. Right. And so we've been trying to coordinate those efforts so that Anchorage will make the pitch to the corporate office, and then we can go out and talk to directly the employees. Mm-hmm. But we're using the Anchorage forms to people to fill out to go back to their payroll, and it's hopefully streamlining that effort and, and working together. Uh, we work together through the two one one program, uh-huh. and we've uh, this fall uh, created a split the pot raffle uh, that's statewide. You can go on to the uh, website there and, or any of our websites, UnitedWaySEAK.org. Right on the front is the 50-50 raffle. And so basically uh, the grand prize is you split the pot, however big it may be. Right. And tickets were selling pretty fast last Friday when I got the report. And I'm hoping after I've been yabbering about it this week, <laughs> there'll be even more. Um, and then the second prize will be a round trip for two on Alaska Airlines, wherever they fly. And then there are four separate packages from each of the regions. And uh, ours includes uh, a, a night stay at the Jorgensen House and a cooking class uh, trip on uh, Alaska seaplanes wherever they fly okay. um, and a couple of others I can't think of the Juno uh, food tour and then each of the other United Ways have put together a package so it's a pretty pretty exciting uh, raffle package and uh so the split the pot, um, so the more tickets we sell mm-hmm. by zip code, so if Anchorage sells a ticket in 99501, they get the $5. Okay. And if I sell it in 99801, or the, uh, I'm sorry, I can't remember. 99901. 99901, thank you. Um, I knew there was 99, but I couldn't remember right. the rest. But, but, uh, when you buy a ticket, you have to put your zip code in, and so the distribution will be based on zip code. Oh, nice. And I'm hoping that we get the largest share of this for Southeast yes. because we have 33 zip codes in our region. That's right. We sure do. We sure do. <laughs> so we're, we're promoting it and encourage people to go on. Um, we'll leave some flyers around town, and as a, a text, you uh, 2 win to 41444. Or you can go to our website, unitedwayseak.org. Okay. And fill it out. Wonderful. You can buy one ticket for $10 or okay. 15 tickets for $100. Ooh. Whoa. So. What a deal. A good, good discount. That is a good discount. Wow. And then and then the money will go to support the respective region for yep. where your zip code is and located. And the pro- exactly. programs yeah. that we support throughout the region. You know, and the three pillars of United Way are health, education, income stability, which falls to your arena yeah. with income stability and the financial literacy. And mm-hmm. uh, we work uh, with uh, the Regional Housing Authority in, in Juneau. Um, the, the, we work with the schools and the credit unions when they come down to do the financial reality fairs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're conversations with um, you know St. Vincent de Paul and, and trying to bring uh, organizations that are working on homelessness yeah. together this uh, winter I think is going to be uh, very difficult for a lot of folks um, rents continue to escalate wages are stagnant yep. um, it's just going to be and uh, housing is hard to find very hard very all hard over it's find. not just it's not just Ketchikan no, or Juno yeah. it's across the state it's yep. a, I was reading an article from uh, East Coast 
It's across paper. the nation. And, and the people in Miami were blaming all the New Yorkers for coming down and raising yeah. property values. And, <laughs> and Seattle, you know, right. it's everywhere you go. It's everywhere and, uh, you go. I was just reading an article, uh, actually, very recently in the New York Times that was talking about just there's uh, there are very few builders who are building starter homes anymore. There, and so, and that's really, that's one of the causes that's, you know, that's really playing into into this housing shortage is, is that there's not just kind of a basic model home that people who are on that, you know, entry level income uh, can come in and, and, and get themselves as first time home buyers. It's, uh, yeah, it's an interesting well, it's, thing. It's, um, uh, you know, certainly in Alaska, we see it uh, available, easy to build on land yes. is not as readily accessible as it once was. And the American dream, if you will, of a single family home may have passed us by and it's time to look at new um, housing models. And right. there are some that I've seen that are uh, sort of a campus-like setting where, um, you know, each individual has a small unit, mm-hmm. but they have shared facilities that are bigger. Mm-hmm. And that way you get a broader demographic of young people, older people, mm-hmm. seniors, and they have the ability to interact within that yeah. sort of community. Yeah. And it's uh, really uh, pretty attractive that the trick is, again, to find land to build these yes. on. and, and Yeah. Um, and know, that's, I mean, really in Southeast Alaska, that's one of our I mean, huge issues. Huge it's, challenge. It's a huge challenge. Yeah. I was at Southeast Conference, which was here in Ketchikan mm-hmm. just a couple of weeks ago. And that was one of the, you know, one of the big topics across the board was affordable housing. And it was, you know, everywhere. So then they go into like worker challenges, like, well, talk about economic development. But, you know, we can't, we can't support economic development if we can't support the people who are going to, are supposed to work in this, if they can't live here, if they they, you know, if they can't do, they can't find childcare. Childcare is a huge one right yeah, now. Yeah, huge one. Yeah. yeah it's, it's um, I mean, it cuts across a, a variety of, of challenges, issues, employment. But if you've got uh, uh, two parents working and with two small kids and they don't have daycare, it's almost cheaper for one parent to stay home mm-hmm. and maybe take one other child in and have three kids yep. All day long, um, rather than pay for daycare for two at a wage that doesn't support that, yeah. and at the end of the year you're going, well, that didn't make a lot of economic sense. So yeah. it's, there's a lot of shifting in the uh, economy, in uh, social services, mm-hmm. and uh, you know I think that's part of where United Way comes in, mm-hmm. is we can bring new ideas to the table and bring um, free thinkers to the room to mm-hmm. to say, well, do we really need to keep building 1,800 square foot homes with two car garages for entry level home ownership and and are there other models that we can use that get people into a home that's theirs yeah Um, one model is uh, they put a land trust together and the land belongs to the trust Mm -hmm. and they'll sell you the home and if after you make payments for so many years then you have the right to sell that home and, Mm -hmm. and recoup the equity but the land remains with the land trust. Right. And so you are able to help control price yeah. increases yeah. in a way that's that's very interesting. And mm-hmm. I know there are a few projects like that out there that, that are uh, going and have been reasonably successful. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, it's just, uh, there's a lot of work to be done. And certainly uh, Lauren's years on the assembly, he saw a lot of this. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Sure. Yeah, we had we had lots of discussions about housing. Not sure anything we did ever 
improved it, it was always an, an issue. When I moved to Juneau in 1975, housing was an issue. It mm-hmm. took me uh, almost two weeks before I found an apartment to rent mm. uh, when I first got there. Mm-hmm. Uh, luckily, I had a place to stay. Um, and uh, the starter homes then were almost out of my reach as an entry-level worker and for the city. And um, uh, eventually were, was able to find a place about six years after renting in mm-hmm. Juneau. I've never moved. I'm in the same house, <laughs> in the same house. since 1982. <laughs> yeah. uh, and uh, so uh, it was always difficult. Um, I chaired as a member of the Assembly of Child Care Committee, and the, the, the Assembly stepped up, and we have committed close to a million dollars a year to help uh, child care. A lot of it was to get through COVID to keep sure. keep centers open. You know, they had to be fully staffed, but they only had half the, the kids uh, uh-huh. with the COVID rules and uh, with, uh, you know, equipment. And But we've kept that up. Right. Um, and our goal was to expand the capacity, to expand the number of slots. And I think there's been a slight increase as people are going back to work. Mm-hmm. But a lot of it was just needed to maintain what we absolutely had. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's it's an issue in every community. Mm-hmm. Uh, as kids now are going back to school, it's a little bit easier. But if yeah. you have if kids, you have if, little you, ones. if you have kids that aren't in school yeah. or you have kids that don't have an after school program right. um, that are of the age where they cannot be on their own right. after school, first grade or kindergartner. Yeah. Um, it's very difficult for families. Yeah, I'm, uh, you know, going through uh, going through COVID, just the whole process, I was very grateful to have, you know, my kids are teenagers. I have three teenagers, but I had, you know, I had three babies in three years. And so I, like, and I remember the days and when they were really little, and I can't even imagine how difficult it was for those parents uh, to try and figure out how what are we going to do you know my wife and i used to talk about that we we were kidless and in college and then we went to work and we had two boys about four years apart and we used to laugh oh, what do we do with all our time when we didn't have kids yeah. and, and now we're empty nesters and we're both retired uh-huh. and we're both really busy and we we're trying to figure out how do we manage a job and kids right. given that we're having a hard time managing retirement? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you really have to work at sort of your time management and everything mm-hmm. else, but um, uh, different ages, different pressures. And yeah. you only realize how hard it was when you look back. Yes. Because if you look forward, you might not. I know. You might not or when you're, <laughs> when you're in it, you know, you it's just kind of, you do what you, you have to do you to do get what you through. Have on fire. Yeah. 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 You do what you have to do. And, and, you know, a lot of the partner agencies with the NWA help when people get in trouble trying to do just that. Mm-hmm. You know, the idea of daily living, the idea of daily survival of how am I going to make it through? How am I going to fix yeah. this or do that? Uh, and the partner agencies in the communities work really hard to help people that struggle with that. Um, that's why it's really it's really nice for the United Way to be able to fundraise. You know. And one drawback is we, we go after the same donor pool. It's yeah. always the same people. Sure. Um, and so I'm sure that all the partner agencies, they have their own fundraisers, and the United Way can help. Um, right. And people need to pick and choose. But um, it's just really important to keep the partner agencies alive, uh, doing what they do, because mm-hmm. uh, they are the ones that are providing the direct services. And yeah. United Way just works really hard to make sure they have the resources and they get some of the training and they get some of the education and mm-hmm. and are able to uh, 
to keep working in their community doing what what it is they do. Yeah, and that's so important. You know, our the nonprofits, those social services, the ones who are on the ground helping the people. It is they they're filling a gap and filling a need. You know, and really. Um, and really making a difference. And so I, I just love that, you know, yeah, there, you know, you're competing in the same pool and you're doing these things, but sh- I mean, just the more support and the more ways that we can show mm-hmm. that, you know, yeah, we believe in this and we care and we're, we're here to assist. I think that that is, you know, it's just is, is phenomenal. So none of their jobs are easy. Nope. Nonprofit <laughs> world is not easy all by itself. <laughs> I mean, really, you know, right. yeah, you talk about sale, you talk about uh, women in safe homes. <coughs> All of those or other organizations. My best friend um, is just the new CEO for uh, First City Homeless Services, and um, and taking on the 24-hour, you know, low entry, um, no barrier, no shelters. barrier shelter, and taking on that, you know, and that's a challenge. Uh, and it's yeah, but just showing people, treating people with care and dignity, and giving mm-hmm. them opportunity um, is phenomenal. You know, one of the challenges, and, and Laura and I were talking about this earlier, that um, in Alaska, there are only two levels of government, state government and local government. In most other states, there's three. Mm. And that county level of government fills the role that a lot of nonprofits do in Alaska. Mm-hmm. That they have a funding source to right. drive those right. services that the nonprofit arena in Alaska doesn't have. So if you go... Uh, outside and you live in a city that's in a county that's in a state, the county has the sheriff and the jail and the courthouse. The county has the hospital, perhaps, Mm -hmm. or the health care department. And none of that exists in Alaska. So it either falls to the local government or the state government or, in many cases, the nonprofit arena because they're the only ones there providing that service. Right. uh, And and, um, cities and boroughs uh, get to pick and choose sort of their threshold level of of what um, services they're going to provide in their community mm-hmm. and then tax appropriately to service that or mm-hmm. to pay for it. But um, uh, the rest of it falls to the nonprofit community, and it can be pretty challenging some mm-hmm. days for some of these nonprofits. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's constantly that, you know, the search for funding, the search for funding, and then the search for people to help to mm-hmm. uh, to help to facilitate the, you know, the work that they do. So, yeah, yeah. yeah the, you know, nonprofits are suffering the same thing that profit agencies are in terms mm-hmm. of being able to find workers, mm-hmm. uh, find people that uh, – have the skill set that that you need at the time you need it, um, and um, so you know they struggle with you know vacant positions just like uh, yeah like a lot of the uh, for profit companies yeah. do. Yeah, well, and uh, you know, there's nonprofits are businesses just like a <laughs> bingo. <laughs> they're they're businesses. And, and, you know, you know the, the, nonprofit doesn't mean that you lose every year. Yeah. You, you at least break. You have to break even. Yeah. Um, I always had a discussion with a healthcare person I respected really well, and and uh, he he was always sort of supportive of for profit healthcare. And I just thought, no, it's got to be nonprofit. Mm. And he convinced me that you know if you're going to replace equipment and replace staff and and provide a quality building mm-hmm. in that a safe place to work, you have to make a profit yeah. at some level. You do. You know, how you plow that money back in is important. Yeah. The difference between sort of a nonprofit and a profit is 
one pours it all back in, some takes some off. Right. Uh, but he and I for years, and, and so a nonprofit's got to break even or more. Right. Uh, if they're going to maintain their building yep. and pay their staff, maintain their vehicles, the services. Yep. Um, and, and they're uh, providing services. It's yeah. you know, yeah, they're they're providing tangible uh, services, or you know, and so yeah. yeah but they really are nonprofits are businesses. It's, they are. There's well, exactly. Not <laughs> you know, if you look through the, the the tax code for the nonprofit arena, there's nothing in the nonprofit tax code that says you have to use duct tape two by fours to fix chairs. Right. There's nothing that says you have to use twenty <laughs> year old computer equipment. Right. It just says at the end of the year your excess revenue over expenses can be put back into mission without paying taxes right. on that excess revenue. Right. So uh, the word nonprofit sometimes leaves a very false connotation in people's minds mm -hmm. that doesn't mean you have to be poor as a church house mouse to be a nonprofit. It just means that if you're successful and you can take that excess revenue and put it back into yeah. equipment facilities, payroll, etc. Absolutely. We have a phone call, gentlemen. Let's answer it. Put your headphones on and uh, we'll take it. Thank you for calling First City Forum. This is Catherine. Who are we talking with? Yeah, this is Glenn. Hi, and, Glenn. Uh, just caught part of it, uh, your program a little earlier there in regards to affordable uh, housing and, uh, you know, I really believe that's a big need here, but what we need to do is uh, change some of the ordinances so that uh, smaller homes can be built here in, in the city and, and borough. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Did you hear, um, I was interviewing Austin Otis last week. He's running for, he's currently a borough assembly member and he's running for re-election. And he was talking about that exact point that, you know, that is a conversation that's happening at the borough level about changing um, some of those codes to make it so that we can have, you know, um, more housing on smaller pieces of land and that sort of thing. Well, I wasn't thinking about so much smaller lots, but uh, the borough's got 13,000 acres, so we really don't need to yeah. make small lots. We just need to make the regulations so that, uh, for instance, a, a builder could say, well, here's a plan for a small home, a six, 700 square foot single bedroom, bathroom, pantry, separate living room, kitchen, enclosed porch t type home. Uh, I'll finish it for you, and it's so much, but if you want to move in unfinished and finish it yourself, it's this much, but you can't do that. Right. Got you. Got and you. Uh, to give you an example, I've got a contractor friend that when they first moved up here years and years ago, uh, of course, they couldn't afford a big house, and their kids slept in the bathtub the first few months. Oh, my. Until they could, you know, until they could do something, yeah. uh, you know, the get a little bedroom there on the house for yeah. them. Of course, they were little kids, but, uh, you know, and it should be able to, where a person can self-build in town. Right. It doesn't cost that much if you build a small home. I just finished one for myself, a retirement home, a single bedroom, and it's in the city, and uh, I bought a lot in the city, and there's I have $47,000 when I put the key in the door. Wow. In the house. Yeah, wow. Now, I did I did the work myself, which, of course, saves a lot. But right. then the young couple could, too. You yeah. know, they could buy it where it was just weather tight. 
and they start plumbing and stuff, but they can still move in right. to the house. You know, you, I don't know. Well, yeah, but your dad probably remembers when everybody used gas boxes for cabinets. Oh, I'm sure he probably does. If he was on air, you he'd know, probably have a great story to share about that. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty standard, you know, and, and uh, you had him on the sink or on the counter because that's what you use for the first two or three years with gas boxes for your counters and wow. for the uh-huh. cabinets. You know, that's what needs to be able to be done yeah. again mm-hmm. because the young people, you're really a slave when both of you have to work to have housing. Yeah. And if one of you lose your job, you're going to lose your housing and everything. You're really a slave. The only difference is you don't have a guy with a big black horse and a whip across looking over you every day. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and it's, it's really tough for a young couple. And they should, the borough's got 13,000 acres. They could just literally open it up and say, hey, go out and pick a piece. You can't pick a piece over so big, mm-hmm. maybe 100 by 200. You get it surveyed. And we'll sell it to you for, you know, on time. Mm-hmm. It gets it on the tax rolls um, so that the, your, the borough's collecting tax off it. You know, it's, um, we have to think out of the box because this three and $400,000 for an old, old house in Ketchikan. Oh, I know. I know. It, that, that it's not going to work, and eventually these young folks are going to say, hey, this works for you old guys. It don't work for us, so we're going to change governments. And I don't mean an election. Oh, yeah. Oh, my. You know, they have to have some kind of avenues other than a standard avenue. Go down to the bank. Yeah. Sign the deal. Put your wife to work. Hopefully both of you might be able to keep up. Not get ahead, just keep up. Yeah. And you have your kids in daycare. Um, You know, you only see them four hours a night. Um, and if one of you, God helps you, loses a job, yeah. you're dead meat. Yeah. You know, I, and yeah. that's not a solution for anybody thinking that spends some time thinking in bed at night going, that's not a solution. So we could do this, um, make where they can sell partially finished homes. Uh, the borough open up lots of land for people to, to get, and that gets it on the, on the rolls, on the tax rolls. Ease some of the regulations on the size of house you have to build. Still abide by all the building codes. They're quite simple to abide by. Um, and uh, yeah, I I appreciate you calling in and sharing that idea. Um, that was I have not heard that one before. So thank you. Um, have you had the opportunity to talk with any of our borough assembly members about that at all? Yeah, yeah, we had a meetings here about two years ago. Okay. On affordable housing yeah and um nothing ever happened yeah and he would be my guess and i don't know i'm just a 60-year resident here uh i got the feeling at the meeting that the banks and insurance companies and some other people involved in the housing markets didn't want this to happen huh interesting in fact to get insurance for my house it's small to get insurance for it i had to go to juno Oh. Just for to get homeowners. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, and um, we have to have some avenues, and we got to quit talking and start doing some things. And we've done studies and 
I know. You know, it just it just goes on and on and on. And Let's do twelve well, we more surveys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, survey. And <laughs> we got to form an agency, and they need to get funding and hire people. and need an office, and all we're doing is employing all the people, and no nails are being. Uh, Found it in the ground, yeah. so to speak. I, I, yeah. I hear you. I, I do need to let you go, but I really appreciate you calling in and talking with us about that and sharing your ideas. Um, I, yeah, next time I talk to one of my, uh, my people on my friends that I know in the bro assembly, I'm going to, I'm going to ask them about that and see what their thoughts are. Thank you so much. You have a good day. Okay. You bet. Okay. Mm, bye bye. Affordable housing. It's a real issue. And it's everywhere. It's not just Ketchikan. It's not just Juneau. It's not just Alaska. It's across the country. Yeah. And, you know, the, the gentleman's correct. We need to start thinking outside the box that the traditional models that we've used have led us to the end of that trail, and it's time to be looking for new ideas, yep. fresh ideas, whether it's a land trust in small homes. I mean, a 600-square-foot home. Um, what a great idea. Yeah. Um, but how do you make that fit within the code, or do you adjust the code to fit it? Right, uh, right, know? right. But yeah. people have got to get out and share that with the leadership in our communities um, so mm-hmm. that they're not operating in a, a vacuum. And, yeah. Um, I know it's frustrating sometimes to go to assembly meetings, city council meetings, planning and zoning committee meetings. Uh, I served on the assembly in Kodiak for off and on for 12 years. I'd get elected, and then I'd get unelected, and then I'd get elected, (laughs) unelected. Good for the ego. (laughs) (laughs) Kept it in in, in temper. Right, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, it's... it's, um, you're changing people's minds and ways of thinking, and it doesn't happen because you go, I've got a good idea, and you right. should do whatever. Um, it's it's a concerted effort of changing and the conversation, to broaden the conversation, to narrow in on specifics, mm-hmm. uh, to, to, to find ways to make things work. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's a challenge. Um, it is a challenge, yeah. We, we can do it. I believe that we can do it. I really, really do. You know, um, we are, all of us who live in Southeast Alaska, you know, we, we figure stuff out because mm-hmm. we have to. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And, you know, and overall, we really do, I believe that we work in the best interest of each other you know um and uh um yeah so i think that we can figure out uh, some solutions for this well it just takes people getting engaged and yeah. it's it's uh it's it's easy to sit on the sidelines and say they should right uh, when you're pointing with one finger the three pointing back, back at you exactly so. <laughs> exactly yeah. <laughs> i guess i is they yeah. yep i learned that lesson a long time i think my therapist told me that she's like Catherine. <laughs> Catherine. See those fingers? <laughs> How many are pointing back at you? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. And so it really is. It's important when you have ideas, when you have thoughts, you know, to share them, to talk about them, and then to, you know, and I know it's scary to go in front of the city council or the borough assembly, or it's frustrating when you go and you talk and you feel like there's nothing that's happening. But, you know, um, it's, it's good to continue the conversation and ask questions, you know. Ask a lot of questions. So, have you ever been to the store and you've seen a little plant that's about this big? Mm-hmm. It didn't get to be this big <laughs> by just looking at it. You had to plant it. You had to nurture it. You had to that's put right. the seed in the ground. And that's right. You know. Yeah, you have to you water the, the seed. We're planting the, seeds and then we're nurturing them. What's well, the old them. adage about um, optimism? Um, 
old people planting apple trees knowing full well they'll never benefit from the harvest of apples, right? but betting on the future that someone will enjoy the apples. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, that well, just, like, hit me in the heart. <laughs> Well, I got a big red hanky if you need it. I might. I might. I tell you what, I've just been a crying mess lately. <laughs> Not today on the radio, thankfully, but I've had times on the radio when it's like bawling. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's just like all my listeners are like, oh, there goes Catherine again, crying. <laughs> so um, we're just, I just really appreciate the two of you coming in. So I've been having a great conversation with Wayne Stevens and Lauren Jones with the United Way of Southeast. They flew down from Juno and are have spent uh, they were here yesterday and today mm-hmm. working at sale helping to clean up uh, clean up what is what is well, it's, our, it's their long closet but it's our annual day of caring it's a day of service yeah. uh, and the, the theory is to engage uh, the business community to mm-hmm. send a volunteer or two uh, it's a team building exercise sometimes for organizations to send employees out to work on something that is out of their realm of responsibility at their job yeah um, you know as I I said uh, three years ago we had a large team from Wells Fargo down painting the Salvation Army well, back that way right <laughs> um, and you know Northrim uh, cleaning the loan closet at sale yeah um, you know, we had uh, GCI crew up uh, working on uh, cleaning up the yard at Wish and uh, you know it's just uh, it's an opportunity for the business community to engage their employees mm-hmm. in some service opportunities mm-hmm. without having to commit to monthly meetings or any of the rest of it. It's a yeah. four-hour window, yeah. and they go yeah. out and get a project done, and there's some satisfaction of going start to finish on a small project with a team of your fellow employees. And, yeah. and so uh, we'll be uh, in Juneau on Friday doing that, and then next Monday, the 3rd of October, we'll be in Sitka, and then sometime mid-month, we'll be down in um, Petersburg uh, working with the Rotary Club and the public radio station there to oh, do wonderful. a project. So, mm-hmm. you know, we, we try to do them every year around the, around the region. Last couple of years has been a little challenging. Yeah, very challenging. <laughs> Everything. We're back been on the trail and trying to uh, rebuild. I love that. So. I love that. Yeah, pick up, pick up the pieces. And, there you and go. right now you're doing the work, but it won't always be that way. Well, it won't. <laughs> I'm hoping to escape next year. Oh. And, re- and retire. <laughs> and retire so that you can volunteer rather uh, than right. do the yeah. do the work. Right. I, I get to choose which day I get yes. out to go to work. <laughs> I understand that and appreciate Re- that. Not always what it's cracked up to be. I know. You yeah. have to get out and work too. <laughs> you got to have a plan. You got to get your mind engaged and yep. your body engaged. You do. I know. My dad so. uh, was forcibly retired. Right. He was not ever going to retire. He was happy as a clam, stocking shelves in our grocery <laughs> store and saying hi to everybody. And then, uh, and then our world got flipped upside down. And mm-hmm. you know, so now he walks along the the trail and talks to people and well, you know should, finds opportunities. You should. I know. Yeah, help us out. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, yeah. he's. I know. Uh, we have a local you gentleman give, named. Give him my card. I will. I'd be like, hey, Dad, uh, are you looking for some volunteer opportunities? There you go. I don't know. We just hosted a big fundraiser event over the weekend for the our local community theater, and uh, so he and I were the hosts, and we got to get up and engage the audience and introduce everybody. And and he discovered he's hilarious, so he might decide that he's going to be like a stand up comedian or well, something. There we go. I don't know. We'll see. Right on, Dad. <laughs> I know. 
<laughs> I, I didn't get to catch can often when I was working, but a couple, three times a year, and mm-hmm. I enjoyed your store. Oh, thank you. And I uh, was really disappointed when I yeah. got so damaged oh, that you ended just, up closing. And, oh, my gosh, just heartbreaking. Yeah, yeah just but heartbreaking. Catch can changed so much over the years when my uh, my wife's introduction to catch can was the day that she was to fly from uh, state of Washington with our almost three-year-old to move to Alaska. And she overnighted in Ketchikan because the plane couldn't land in Juneau. Oh, no. <laughs> Back in the day. Back in the day. Oh, uh, so, uh, yeah, that still happens. It's still every once in a while, yeah. yeah. Not, as, not often, but More mechanical now than it is uh, yeah, weather-related. Well, you know, or electronics. Or, yeah. Yeah, that's you always, true. And you always think, you're like, okay, what time of year am I flying? If it's, you know, October, November, or maybe real thoughtful about that, how much yeah. layover I have. Between yeah. If you, if, you, if you need to be someplace on a Wednesday, you'd leave Juno on a Monday, right. not Tuesday night. Right. <laughs> I know. Yep. Oh, so much fun. Um, any closing words that you would like to end with? Well, I would just encourage people to go on to our website, unitedwaysek.org. Check out our operation. Uh, click on the big 50-50 split the pot raffle right there on the center of the homepage and uh, take a look at the packages and uh, if you feel lucky, we'd certainly appreciate the support. Yes. Uh, if you're involved in a business and you'd like to talk about workplace campaign, uh, give our office a call, 907-463-5530. We'd love to chat with you about how to set up a workplace campaign in your place of business. I love that. I was actually going to ask that. So I was like, oh, how do we how do we find out about how getting business? <laughs> well, and having been a business owner and just knowing how, I mean, like there's just so much going on all of the time. And, you know, we all have that intention of, you know, we want to give back to the community. We want to do good, but it takes time to be able to do that. And so being able to partner with uh, with the United Way to, to help to facilitate that and make that happen. I mean, there's just one more thing off your plate, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and do good at the same time. Yeah. There so. you go. Yeah. And from my point of view, just, you know, take the time to to follow Wayne's advice and go into the website and, you know, think about donating one time a year and make it a recurring a donation, but think about offering your time to the local community yes. as well. Uh, I think that's very important. Yes, uh, a little bit of money, a little bit of time and sweat equity, and and uh, we all contribute to our community. I think, you know, this is a day of caring and day of service, but you know, service is every day, yeah. and uh, you know, not all of us can do it every day. Right, but we can do it. We can do it. Sometimes. We can do it once in a while, yeah. and and we can contribute once in a while. Yeah. Um, and I just think it's like voting. It's like being involved in, you know, your local government. It's it's important to be involved in your community and care about the people that are that you share this community with. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't agree more. I do a lot of uh, of uh, volunteering of my time, and I just have to say that it's added tremendous meaning to my life, um, and just satisfaction as well as just really feeling like I'm I'm a part of the community rather than you know. Maybe sitting on the sidelines watching what's happening. So, yeah. Well, thank you. I really appreciate you, Wayne and Lauren, coming in and talking with us about the United Way of Southeast. Well, thank you well, very thank much. You right. Pleasure yeah, to yeah, meet you. Yeah. Thank you for your time with us. Absolutely. My pleasure. All right, you guys. That's it for me on First City Forum. I'm, I will stop in. I'll stop in and say hi once in a while. Make sure you tune in starting at 5 a.m. this upcoming Monday. I'll be that happy, cheerful voice to bring you out of bed. All right, you guys. Have a most wonderful rest of your day, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care.